God bless you. God bless you. Hello, fam. No, his heart, fam. I am so excited for today. I can't even contain myself, so I'm not even going to make a super long intro. I'm just glad you're here. Welcome to episode, I don't even know, what episode is this? I think this is like four, five, five, four, something like that. I don't know. Something. But we're so excited that you're here. Those of you that are here for the first time, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. Those of you that are returning, the Know His Art fam, thank you for coming back as always. Before we begin, for before we begin, uh, if you haven't subscribed, because I think we're at like sixty percent now of those that watch are not subscribed. So I don't know what you're doing, but you need to hit that subscribe button and the bell um, so you can stay up to date with everything that we're doing here at the Know His Art podcast. So I'm super excited um, that you're here today. I have a special guest that I was super excited for, that other people are super excited for, um, and I can't wait. So we have Dennis here. Hey, there he is. what's up, Noah's Heart? Him. What's wow. up, bro? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Wow, like we haven't been sitting here for like I know, 30 like minutes. we've been sitting here like just <laughs> chatting it up for like 30 minutes. So excited, man. Of course, as usual, we have Misa. What's going on? There you go. Hey. And... Nathan. Hey. Oh, wait, Nathan. Yes, sir. And, Nathan. Ah. Oh. and we have Michaela. Yeah. Woo! Yes, hopefully you heard everybody in uh, the background. But, man, I'm so excited. So we have some uh, uh, a special topic for today. And one that I think has been subconsciously in the works for a while. Right. Because um, we've had... Matter of fact, well, excuse me, sorry. We have to do the whole church thing. Give you the opportunity to present yourself of and course. introduce yourself. Of course. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Nate. <laughs> for those that don't know me, my name is Dennis Gonzalez. Um, I'm the associate pastor at Shelter Church in North Providence, Rhode Island. Um, follow me on socials at yes. Denito. Uh, on Instagram uh, and all other platforms. There, right? there is an underscore. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's before or after, but it's just before. it's before. Yeah. So at underscore Danito. Uh, and now I'm just so happy to be able to talk about this. I think I think we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think privately in like our DMs and like yeah. when we when we chat, I think we've, we, we've touched this topic. So I'm excited to kind of bring it out here. Yeah, that's, and that, that's what I mean by subconsciously being in the works for so long I, I like like Dennis said we've had so many conversations like just amongst each other no cameras or anything right. um especially during 2020 when when a lot of the uh craziness was going on just yeah. socially um and and 2021 too so we've had a lot of those conversations um behind the scenes over DMs and I always loved any conversation we have I just yeah. love talking to you Oh, same. I do. I love talking same. to you. Eres hermano del alma. Praise like you God. You really are, brother of the soul, Praise for God. sure. Amen. For same sure. here. Same here. And I did want to mention, like, Shelter Church, I love you guys. Oh, They're thanks. so lit. As a preacher, as a minister, they are so... I love... Like, to be honest, there's places that you go minister and you're like, all right, God, I'm going here to do your will, not because it's my favorite place right. to be. Not like, if I'm just being honest, but, like, I love going there. Oh, glory to God. I love we, it. We work really hard to kind of... Uh, cultivate a space where people can meet yeah. God for Praise sure God. and and feel sheltered not not to play on the words but really mm -hmm. to feel like they uh, belong and to feel that they are comforted and that they're secure yeah. uh, and it really means a lot when folks can come by and say like hey we really felt this way when we got to your church mm -hmm. when we got to your church I think I, I so thank you for saying that because I think that is very intentional yeah praise God um, and so today because this is going to be a two-part segment. It's going to be two episodes that we're doing. 
Um, today's episode is going to be like about, well, this, yeah, today's episode is going to be about um, like our life in college yeah. as educated servants of the Lord, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and what we went through, and, and I think because a, a lot of people, a lot of young people are in that season right now where they're about to head into college or yeah. they're, what you were mentioning, they're choosing where they want to go or if they even want to go, um, if college is for them. And so I really wanted to talk about our experiences uh, when we were there because where you were, I I was already like Christian when I went to college. Were you? Yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've I've served Christ my, my well, I grew up in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. I grew up yeah, in church. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So this is this is why um, I wanted to bring this topic because I think it's so so important. Not only so I think with this topic we kind of touch all areas. People that are on their way. To making that decision, mm-hmm. people that are already there, right. and then people that came that went to college that feel like now they can have someone that relates to them because it's not like I've always told people, yes, school. People talk about high school, like high school is tough. Serving the mm-hmm. Lord, going to college, a whole different and ball serving game. the Lord is a different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it's is different. so different, and whatever on whatever platform that may be, like whether it's community college or or, or trade school, but we went to uh, four-year universities. Yeah. Yep. And so I think that is a whole other animal in of itself Absolutely. as well. Um, did you go to a uh, predominantly white college? Yeah. Ah, so I did. did I? That PWI life. I did. That I PWI, did PWI life. Yeah. I, went to, I went to Wingate University ah. in North Carolina. Mm. It was a private college. It was 45 minutes away from home. Mm-hmm. So I was commuting by choice. Trying to 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 quote unquote make the right decision. Plus, I had a strict mother. Yeah. But I knew what was what I could handle and mm-hmm. couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I lived on campus, there was no way that I was gonna. And at the time, I would refer to it as do this church thing. Gotcha. If I would live on campus, but I went to Wingate University. I I shout out to the Bulldogs, which I always hated how generic we're Bulldogs. Everyone's mm-hmm. Bulldogs, but yeah. I loved my school. Like I loved my school so much i met so many amazing people there and i i do not like i do not regret going absolutely yeah i love it where did you go i went to brandeis university yes. it's in waltham massachusetts yes shout out to brandeis judges we're the, <laughs> <laughs> we're the judges because of louis d brandeis uh-huh. uh and he was the founder and i actually stayed in college so i i lived on you campus lived on campus uh, See, very intentionally <laughs> very very yes. i grew up with a very strict uh mother and a very strict mm-hmm. uh kind of uh, home life yeah. so i was pl- th- that was the the number one plot of my rebellion was <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah yes. you know you know how everyone yes. i i know some of you right now have your list of rebellions that's going to happen mm-hmm. that was number one on my list was was get away yeah. from home and live in live in school and that's that is so man how many of us and and i guess um we'll start there like it, it because of how strict our home lives were Mm -hmm. we just were dying for the opportunity to just go and try everything that we couldn't try and then some and and try to get away because our 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 rebellion and i think a lot of times that is where the mistake happens with our generation or the previous generation of like parenting where it's like we were so overly restricted Mm -hmm. that the little ounce of freedom yeah is way too much. Felt like candy. Yeah. It felt yeah. like it felt indulgent, right? Mm-hmm. It felt like, 
oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And but this is what I crave. Right. Yeah. I, I think it was I was so tired of this image of perfection yeah. and uh, trying to be everything for everyone mm -hmm. all at once and, and not really knowing uh, who I was, not really knowing why we lived the life that we lived or why it was so restrictive um, that I took the first opportunity to and I was a good I was a don't get me wrong don't don't play me I <laughs> was a really good student I got a full ride that's the reason I was able to go and and, and uh, I'm very grateful uh, for that but it was definitely step one of my rebel against God yeah. uh, because I was upset contrary contrary to you yeah I did not get a full <laughs> ride <laughs> oh God I did not get a full <laughs> ride um I started off very good at school, and then as I got older, I just wasn't, like, I wasn't dumb. I was smart, but I didn't like doing homework. I didn't like studying, yeah. and my senior year of high school, I was traveling a lot and preaching, and I would miss mm -hmm. two, three days of school and then come back, and it'd be test day, and I, you know, so I did not get a full ride. I, um, yeah, no, and then in college, I almost got kicked out because I was on academic probation. Oh. My fa my family doesn't. I don't think my family knows that either. Like oh. I almost got kicked out. Um, um, but uh, so okay. So here's here's how I want to structure this gotcha, conversation because gotcha. I want to start. I want to start from the beginning. Um, so and and I guess I'll start with my experience, and then you can kind of tell me yours because I know that I think in church, right, or in I, I don't want. People to mis get the misconception that, oh, he just gets on his podcast to talk about the church, problem with the church, problem with the right. church. Not, not the case. But I would say in the body of Christ, like just what the, the, what the culture has become, right, a lot of times education is like just looked down upon. It's yep. like, yeah, yeah, you know. Cristo viene. Yeah, Cristo viene. What are you going to go to college for? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, get married, do all these other things. And I, I was 18, right, and I wanted to go in full-time ministry. Right. And I always tell this story. And some people do go in full time at the age of 18, but I wanted to go full time. I was way ahead of myself. I yeah. was not even preaching enough to go full time. I did not have any kind of structure. But my mindset was I'm done with high school. I'm not going to college because I'm doing this ministry thing. My mom came. I always tell the story. My mom came to my room a couple a couple months like before it was time to declare like and start applying and whatever, all that stuff where you want to go. Um, she was like, so what schools did you apply for? I remember I was laying on the floor in my room and I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm doing full-time ministry. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was crazy. Right. Like I was dumb. She looked at me. She's like, so I'm going to come back here tomorrow and yeah. you're going to show me all the schools you applied for. Yeah. And she walked away. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, and I know her. So I was like, oh my God, I have to apply now. Yeah. And so I applied to a bunch of schools uh, in my area and I got into Wingate University. But I think that's that's something that I think it's so important, right? We have to understand, like, not everyone is called to full-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And 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 not everyone is in the season of going to full-time ministry, Correct. even if they're called to it. Correct. Right? And so a lot of times, like, we need educated people within the body of Christ. Absolutely. We need that. And I think, it, and I think that uh, uh, more emphasis should be placed on, hey, like, what, because what, what, what makes me sad is when I see young people who, don't do anything for the Lord, but then don't do anything for their community. And they just like, wh why aren't you producing? You know, producing. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I felt that way that there's not enough emphasis placed on, you know, education or, or, or like furthering, you know, in the body of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
there is when I grew up, it was after high school, you go straight to having, you know, a wife and 16 children yeah. and a dog yeah. and buying a house uh, because then you can be the uh, the bus driver for your church or, you know, uh, in, in full time ministry if you could. But you have these. These children. Because at the mm-hmm. at the age of twenty nine now, yeah. I can look back at seventeen and eighteen year old Dennis and yeah. think of him as a child. Oh yeah, uh, and imagine the responsibility. Uh, know the responsibility that it is to be at the pulpit full time and to be in ministry full time, mm-hmm. and you have that responsibility over someone who has no life experience, mm-hmm. who uh, has no critical thinking skills, yeah, and who hasn't had to make any really difficult decisions. Uh, and then now you give them this immense responsibility of having to produce uh, sermons or 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 even like worship yeah. when they haven't really been through seasons where worship has meant much to them. Come on, because their 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 struggle their struggle is their mom yelling at them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or their struggle yeah. is like homework. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, like my struggle is I want this car, but I don't have a job. Like Dang. that's the struggle. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, because they're and again, I'm we're and not praying trying to, through that exactly. <laughs> like, like they're like, worshiping let's, through that. Let's let's be honest. Like I'm not trying. Like we're not trying to like clown your struggle, right. but I'm just saying when you've been through some stuff, yeah, and you find out like oh your struggle is you can't get this car, right? That's kind of cute. Right. Like it's kind of funny in a way because like. You have no life experiences, like you said. And and it's just so important because like and and I didn't this concept didn't make sense to me until later on in life. Like ministry does not re- mean that you have to have a microphone in your hand. No. Like your job can be your ministry. Like we need people in the body of Christ. You know how important it is to have a a lawyer or someone who understands the law? In the body of Christ? Absolutely. Look, I went to school, became a lawyer. Not only that, I went to school, became a mental health provider. Or I went to school and became a doctor or a nurse. Like, people who can touch these areas yeah. that have Jesus, you know? Absolutely. Or, or even even finances, like, oh, I want to be in, in business. Oh, it's so necessary to have people in the in the body of Christ that that do these things, and that's your ministry. In you politics. You don't have to have a microphone. In politics. In politics. We need, we need faith-based people in all aspects of life and and i want to go back to even if you're 17 and 18 and have lived through like immense trauma and immense life experience you also haven't dealt with that yet to then be able to stand up and talk about it yeah right so you haven't yet matured enough to understand what those experiences meant to you and how they shaped you to then be able instead of trauma dumping you know uh, as often people do about what they've been through without ever uh, giving them a reason as to when Jesus came on the scene. Come on, right? So they they'll trauma dump. They'll be like, "Oh no, no," but because I know some of y'all heard me say that, and we're like, "No, but I've been through this. I've been through that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But have you dealt with that? Come Are on. you healed? Because then you can be able to speak about it. Yes. Right. I I went through so much in my my childhood. We've talked about yeah. just how similar our childhood have been, yeah. ha, has has been. But I didn't deal with that until my early 20s come on my early mid 20s that's when i really started to unpack all that 100 percent. same here i didn't i didn't start to really get into these these things that i needed to heal from until my mid 20s yeah that's when i started i'm 27 now so early to mid 20s around 23 24 i started dealing with these things that i needed to deal with um 
and and I was just in in because I grew up in church, but just right. talking about all these things that I've been through, but I hadn't dealt with any of them. I hadn't healed from any of them. I was masking it for the longest, but let the wrong thing trigger me in that time. Mm. Boom. I was exploding. I was back to that. Like, you know, and I went through and I went through college masking a lot because mm-hmm. I had a misconception of what the gospel was. Mm-hmm. I was masking so many things. I was swearing that I was good, that I was healed, that I was, you know, but these issues that I had never dealt with were manifesting now that I was on this place called college. Yeah. Trying to deal with all these new doors that opened just by mm-hmm. being a legal adult. Right. Calling my own shots. Mm-hmm. Like I could not handle the responsibility. I was in college and I was like, I, I was 18 when I went to college and I started college. And I was like, oh, I can just leave. Right. Like, you don't have to. Like, can I go to the bathroom? Like, you just go. I don't and have to go to class. I don't have to go to class. I wasn't going to class. What? I yeah. was not going. I was just, it was so much freedom that I had never had before. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing ministry. I'm here. Um, uh, well, I, I technically was doing ministry still at the time, but. Um, I was like, I'm not full time. I'm here, uh, and but I, I just had so many things that I had unpacked. And college is where you, I think college is where you really kind of, in a way, find yourself. Like you figure yourself. I had no Absolutely. idea who I was. Absolutely. When I went to college, I knew who I thought I was. No idea who I really was. Yeah. When I when I started my freshman year. And and I think because I grew up in church, I had the uh, cookie cutter personality of mm-hmm. any Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't really have my own kind of sense of humor or personality because I was very good at playing pretend yeah. my whole life. So I the 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 person that the 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 dentist that people met mm-hmm. was not really the dentist who I was because I never really got the freedom to be, uh, to even explore who Dennis, who Dennis was until I got to college. And what happened for me was that there was a split personality of who I was back home when I came back home for like the weekends or, or breaks or whatever and who knew me. And then there were people who knew, knew me (laughs) from, from college Mm -hmm. who would be surprised as to who I was back home. And the people that knew me at home would be surprised as to who I was in college. Man, the split personalities is crazy because, so for me, it was it was multi layered. Like mm. I had the personality that I was at home because I was living at home, but I was on I was on campus all day because I was refusing to leave. Uh-huh. I wanted to find any excuse to right. be there, and most of my friends were residents anyway. So mm. I was trying to find an excuse to be there as much as I could. So I had the person I was at home. I had the person I was at school because there were some people from my church life that went to that college. Ah. So there was the person I was around them. Mm-hmm. But then there was the person I was around my other friends that didn't know about the church mm. side of me. And so I had all these personalities that I'm trying to keep up with. And they would start to spill over. Yeah. And I went to school with my little sister. So whole time I'm ah. hiding this, this like guy that is struggling with his faith from my sister. Yep. Um, Hiding it from my mom, the other people that are I'm friends with from church that see me preach at campus, and then my other friends that have no idea that I do church stuff. And so it was becoming so hard because the thing is people don't realize is that when you um, – how can I say? What's the word I'm looking for? When you fake it, it is draining. Oh. To maintain a false identity is so draining. Yeah. No matter how good you think you are at it, you are left empty at the end of the day every Absolutely. single time because you're not satisfied 
with not showing the real you, mm-hmm. hiding who you are to everybody, keeping up with all of these images to where you cannot have peace because you're like, I have to be this when I'm this with this person. I have to be that when I'm with that person. And it is so draining. And I, I, I found myself, I found it draining who I was spiritually and my connection with God was deteriorating. Yeah. Deteriorating. Because I didn't, it came to a point where I didn't even, I didn't even want that. I didn't even want it. My fr- so my freshman year, I get to, I get to campus. And uh, as we were talking a little bit before the camera started rolling, like I don't, like everybody had what their struggle was. Yeah. My struggle wasn't necessarily uh, like the d- drinking and the smoking and stuff gotcha. like that. My struggle was the popularity and the girls. Mm. Because I had become popular on campus. Like people started to know who I was and see me and stuff. And, and so, and I also kind of had kind of a glow up. Right. Like I kind of changed the way I okay, dress and stuff. Okay, you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I had started to get attention from girls that, like I had gotten attention from girls before, but this was a different level. I'm coming from Charlotte where everybody at my school was black and Hispanic. Right. Now there's white, white girls, girls, Asian girls. There's, <laughs> and I'm getting this attention and I'm like, I'm not used to this. Right. And I'm eating it up. Oh, fact. I'm eating it up. I want, <laughs> and so it was hard. I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened to me. Absolutely, because in high school, I was the weird kid that went to church. <laughs> Ain't no, yeah. there's nothing popular about yeah, that. Are exactly. you kidding me? Exactly. And then, uh, you know, and I didn't know I was naturally this funny. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I got to college and people were like wanting to hang out. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was student vice president. Yeah. I was, you know what I mean? Like, I, I really feel you on that level of popularity because it was uh, in uh, addicting. Yeah. The attention was oh, addicting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. all I wanted to do was be the life of the party, was make people laugh because I had felt so disconnected from mm-hmm. the world when I lived at home and I went to high school yes. because I was supposed to be uh, uh, this man of God and, yeah. and uh, uh, show testimony, which is very important. I'm not, I'm not mocking the person that said yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. just saying that's, that's what I thought I needed to do without showing like my authentic self yeah. uh, versus when I got to college, it was like, ha, my biggest form of rebellion is so that no one will ever know that I love the Lord mm-hmm. or that I... Um, Actually, I didn't love the Lord, but I that I uh, came from church or that that was my like that was that. my past. I like how you said that because we often man praise God. We often confuse what it means to love God. Yeah, we confuse our attendance to a church and our and our and our title mm-hmm. like of Christian to mean that we love God. Yeah, like just because you grew up in church and you call yourself a Christian and you do something that doesn't mean you love God. Ah, uh, yeah. And that became so evident to me when I got to college. I became confronted with the decisions I was making, and that's with your own unbelief. With my own unbelief, I became confronted with it. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I don't. And I remember having this conversation <laughs> with my with God, like on campus. I was like, oh, I don't love you. Yeah. I would. T- I would be like, I. I actually despise you. Yeah. I was I, like, no, I yeah. I don't want anything to do with this. I don't love you. I don't want to preach. It became to the point, like, I hated getting calls to preach. Mm-hmm. And I would get those calls. But you know what? And I don't. I hate that I'm going to admit this right now. I didn't have a job in, in college. Ah. I didn't have a job. What I, what I, what my mom was like, you're not going to work. You're going to focus on your studies because, you know, you're not, I wasn't the best at school anyways. So, because I just didn't, I was didn't like doing anything. I was skipping classes to play basketball for six hours on end. But- 
she was like, you're not going to work. You're just going to do. So I didn't have a job. Going and preaching would give me a little bit of income. Mm. So I would say yes to go preaching, but I didn't. I wasn't passionate about it. And, and, and balancing those two personalities, the preaching stopped. The preaching invitation stopped coming anyways because right. I wasn't living right. But it was. Oh, I, that, I, that, that part. That part. Yeah. I, it, it stopped coming anyways. I wasn't living right. So that even gave even more, more reason to be mm-hmm. engulfed in school. But I just knew. I was like, I don't love you. Yeah. Because the way I'm living doesn't show it. Yeah. Like, and I, I was, also I was don't know you. Yes. I don't know the Lord. I don't. I, I know, know church. Yeah. I know the rules of church. Yeah. I know how to play pretend. Yes. I know who my mother serves. I know who my family members serve. I know who my pastor is, but I did not know who the Lord was. Yes. And this is what co- the college will expose that, though. Yes. Because when you're in college, you're at the epicenter of what of everything that's happening. Yes. The next generation, that's what it is. When companies want to know where to go, they look at college. Yeah. College students, because we're the ones that are about to go into the workforce that we're about to have money to spend. Like, yes. this is what a lot of the marketing is directed to is college students. So you're at the epicenter of everything that is happening socially, politically, religion, like all of that is engulfed. And so... There was it was so much, and I was like, "All right, I have all these things pulling at my attention. I don't know who you are." Yeah. And it was like I would find myself because my school, school, in its roots, was a Christian school. Ah, like years gotcha. ago, it was founded by Christian people. Mm-hmm. So one of the classes that was required was uh, was GPS one hundred one one fifty which was a religion class okay. and where you talked about Jesus and God and all the religions basically. But there was a, a, a little bit of a bias towards, you know, Jesus, especially because my professor was a pastor. Mm. Um, like, and so he was teaching the class and I would be in that class and they'd be talking about God and stuff. And then I'd give, because I grew up in the Pentecostal yeah. church, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But then I'd sit there and be like, uh, like I don't relate to anything I just said. Yeah. Like I talk about God, but like I kn- I know that I would walk out of there and just live a different life. Yeah. And so I kept getting confronted. Yeah. Like yeah, man, you don't you don't believe you don't love him. No, you don't. No. And and it was funny because when I was when I would like be at parties mm-hmm. or or be drinking, it will slip out of you. <laughs> <laughs> You start talking yeah. about church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it'd be funny because I know people were looking at me like, um, yeah. sir, yeah. you're drinking. Like, that's a red cup. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and you're out it here talking sick. about like, you know, and, 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 and I laugh about it now. Um, but I hope that whoever is watching this and you find yourself in that position, mm-hmm. know the danger that I was in. Yeah. Right. Where I almost allowed the enemy to fully. Uh, uh, not even uh, not allowed. Where I was giving the enemy yes. fully and 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 con toda libertad, right, yes. with all of my soul, giving him the opportunity to rip this away from me. Because, and I think part of the reason is that we grow up uh, with two focuses of learning. One is school, and mm-hmm. the other one is church, yeah. and both can be equally boring yes. if taught by the wrong person. Yes. And now you're in an institution where you have world-renowned professors who are very good at the job that they're doing, yeah. who are teaching you really insightful and amazing things. Yeah. That you start to realize that you don't know anything about the uh, about the word. You don't know anything no. about the Bible because the teachers that taught you while you were in church were either very boring or ill-suited to yes. be able to preach to, to be yes. able to teach you. Yes. And that's why 
why you're having this unbelief yeah. because your foundation, like as you grew up or, or as you f went to a, a, a church and I'm speaking from my experience, mm -hmm. the, I had uh, teachers who were ill suited. Yes. Who shouldn't I, have been teaching. Oh my God. That's so good because going back to that class, they would ask questions and then the whole class would look back at me and I didn't have answers because right. the people teaching me never got into this and I didn't know what to say. Yeah. So now I have a professor that's doing this for a living that knows all these things and he would like to play devil's advocate. Mm. So he would bring up these topics because I think he himself, like I had kind of discerned that he himself was struggling with some unbelief even oh, as a pastor. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because of the way that he would present things, I would like that, that sounded more personal. That is more mm. of a struggle of yours. And he would let it slip sometimes the way he would speak. And so I was like, okay, they're presenting these topics and I don't know how to defend this i don't even know what this means because what i was taught growing up was don't have sex yeah what like yeah. i need more than that yeah don't drink don't drink don't have sex and come to church yes that's what they taught and if you me. miss one day of church you're, you're burning in hell <laughs> you're going to hell get ready so for I was hell like where is all the substance yeah i didn't i realized when i got there i had no substance zero no way to defend and this is why it's so important like mm. if you are going to college if you uh, uh, um, are in college, right? It is so important that that you build a foundation, right? This is the only way that you're going to be able to maintain. And I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not even saying fast and pray a bunch. Right. That's not what I'm telling you no. to do. Love, fall in love with Jesus. Get a Find foundation. who he is to who you. Who he is to you. Yeah. Not who they told you he was. Right. Who he is to you. Because if you believe in the God, hey, all right, thank you, Holy yeah. Ghost. If you believe in the God that someone else preached to you, but you haven't experienced, you, it, it will, you'll have nothing when the yes. day comes to go into battle. Yes. Right? It's like if I use, it's like if I'm a soldier and I constantly use my friend's weapon. Yeah. But the day that the battle comes, he needs his. I don't have one. Yeah. Because I was always using his. I have to I have to have my own weapon. I have to know. So find out who Jesus is to you to be able to maintain. Because I didn't know him, I couldn't be I couldn't latch on to someone I didn't know. You can't vouch for somebody you don't know. You can't. You I can't, can't like I know who you are as a person because yeah. I know you. Right. But if somebody asks me about you and I don't know anything about you, I can't really vouch for no. you. And that's what Joshua said that to his people. He said, mm. are you now going to it is now time to for you to decide if you're going to serve the God of your father or the God of your parents. Yes. Or are you yes. going to serve Jehovah? Right. So I think that it's time that. Uh, students, especially at the cusp of of making this decision, if you're going to college or even if you're entering the workplace, yes, uh, you know, to to really make this decision to get to know God for yourself. What does He mean to you? Because when you treasure something, when you treasure something, when you when you really find out the beauty of God, when you really allow the Holy Spirit to work within you to really show you just how amazing God's presence is and how incredible yes. his mercy and love is, there is nothing that can rip that away from you. Yes. Nothing. Yes, I love that. And I think, and, and what I struggled with, that I didn't have that identity. Mm. So when I was facing these mm -hmm. difficulties, I didn't know where to pull from. I didn't know where to go. 
because yeah. I didn't have that identity. So I was like, well, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm struggling right now. Let's say a moment, I'm struggling with feeling lonely. Well, I don't know who God is to me, so I can't tap into him that he never leaves me. Let me go try to find this physical be- person that will make me not feel lonely anymore. Yeah, you find your identity in other things. You find my identity in other things because I didn't have that. And so it is so important. And, you know, so, but meanwhile, see my situation, there's this experience that I always tell when I'm preaching. Um, but I haven't told it from this perspective. I was getting a lot of invitations to preach at, at one year of my, I think my sophomore year kind of picked up a little bit because I was, you know, I had ups and downs and this is one of my ups. And so I'm getting involved in getting a lot of invitations, but I still wasn't there. And I think I was on my way down again. I think God was just kind of trying to work with me. Yeah. And so I, one day I was thanking him because my agenda was full. Oh, thank you, because I'm getting all these preachings. Thank you, because, wow. like, man, I, I'm so happy. I just got another phone call for a preaching. And I literally heard God speak to me mm. and say, I don't care if you preach. Right. I don't care. Yeah. I want you to be saved. Mm. And I didn't understand it at that time. Yeah. I was like, uh, you want me to be saved? Like, I am. Like, and God was like, I don't care if you preach. I want you to be saved. Because up to then, right, before getting to college, my identity of my salvation was based on what I did in church. Yes. It wasn't who he was to me. Ah. So if I'm preaching, I'm saved. Yes. No. Yeah. If by you, works. By works. That's what, <laughs> that was what I thought. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to church, I'm preaching, I'm playing drums, I'm saved. And God was trying to tell me, you're not, though, because you don't know me. I want you to be saved. And that, when I when I faced temptation, being a preacher didn't help me. Yeah. What would have helped me was how much I knew him. You can't pull out a resume and show no. up to, some, to temptation. No. Like, you're not going to be tempted and be like, oh, I went to church yesterday. <laughs> that temptation so? is going to look at you in the face and be like, I was there, too. <laughs> Okay. Because I was I like watching that. you slipping. I like that. So I was there too, yeah, right? I was there too. Yeah, the word Man. was mad good, but you weren't listening. You <laughs> nope. were too busy. Nope. Right? And I think that it's it's this lack of identity that leads us to, like I was told that all these things were bad, so mm. I started doing everything that I was that was. To- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was doing everything yes. that I was told was bad, right? Like my mom yes. and my dad, uh, my biological dad, were, were both alcoholics. So I was like, naturally, let's drink. Yeah. Because we have to test it out, right? Like, if it's in the blood or not. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know? And I was allowing. No, and, you know, we laugh now (laughs) because I'm free. But uh, (laughs) but but we allow these generational curses to keep on. But I didn't have that language. I didn't know what a generational curse was. Mm. I didn't know what that meant. I thought my mom was being dramatic because I never saw her alcoholism. Come on. I never noticed that she was an alcoholic. Dang. So I really thought she's like, oh, she's just trying to scare me and yes. fear mongle me into not drinking. And so yes. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I was told that partying was bad. I was like, oh, but if it's bad, why does it feel this good? Mm. Because we only we 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 connected sin to fear. Yeah. But sin is fun. It is. And sin that's what is people are not honest fun. about. It is fun. It is fun. That's what people don't realize. Yes. They and I was I was I said this in in the in the last episode that I did. Uh, they were like, "Oh, the world has nothing to offer you." That's a lie. That is bold-faced lie. The the world has so much to so offer. So much you. to give you. It's temporary. Yes. But it feels good and that's why if you don't have a foundation in who Christ is to you, like you can't resist that. No. Your flesh wants it. 
Absolutely. Your first desire it desires it, it. Right? Like la carne y el espíritu are yes, always yes. battling. Right? They're always going up against each other. And if you don't have the language to be able to say, I don't want this, the Bible tells us that we have to resist. Come on. Right? Resist. Yeah. Meaning that it is inevitable that they will come, but yeah. it is your decision to say, unsubscribe. Absolutely. I don't want to do this anymore. Absolutely. And I think that we need to be able to bring that more to the youth and let them know. And especially young people, especially folks in college, yeah. that uh, this idea that um, it's not a dare commercial. Y'all remember dare? Maybe I'm just too old. Yeah, yeah I remember. I'm just a little old. I remember Gen Z's looking at me like, "What the heck is dare?" But I <laughs> they think it's a vintage. Yeah, they think it's a vintage T-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> but now, nah, like, it was like, "Don't you know?" Like, uh, say no to drugs. There and was it's a whole like, campaign. There was a whole yeah. campaign where they would be like strange men coming up to you, asking you to smoke marijuana, and it's like it's not going to be a strange man. It's not. It's going to be the prettiest girl you've ever seen in your Absolutely. entire life. It's going to be gonna hand boy. you this blunt or this boy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be like, yes, p- please. Yes, yeah. yes. And and that's 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 the thing, too. And, you know, I thank God. I always say this. I thank God for my boy Andy. Right. Andy doesn't serve the Lord, um, but he's getting into, like, God, I've, I've been praying for Andy for a while. This hunger for God has just oh. been awakening in him out of nowhere. Glory to God. I found out he's been going to church quite a few times, and I didn't even know. That's amazing. And I love, like, thank God for that. We'll be praying for Andy. Yes, yes, let's pray for Andy. I love, he's my best friend. I love this man. I would trust my children with this man. Yeah. But he, like, he was the one friend that I had, that he was a big partier, drinker, all of that stuff. But he knew the, uh, the church side of me. Mm. And so he would stick up for me yeah. when these things would come around. Before I could even open my mouth, he'd be like, Nate's not interested. Ah. He doesn't want to. Please, you're good. Yeah. Like, whenever I he would see me slipping up and struggling, like, with this girl. Like, there was this girl that I was playing dumb. I knew what she wanted. She was like, can you come teach me piano, like, in my room? Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you have a piano? She's like, no, but we'll find one. <laughs> <laughs> she... So naturally. <laughs> naturally. So I was like, that's literally, I was like, do you have it? She's like, no. I was like, we'll find one. He came up to me. I'll download like, an app. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was playing stupid. Yeah. I was playing dumb. Andy was like, he literally had a talk. He's like, bro, you want to do this church thing? Don't go teach your piano because that's not what she wants to learn. Right. And I thank God for that. But not everybody has that. And Andy wasn't always around. You, It will be, it will, it will come to you that way, like you were saying, in the form of something beautiful, like, hey, you know, here it is. It's for you. It's not going to be some strange man. It's not going to be a demon no. that's going to manifest. Like, no, it's going to seem natural. It's going to be these people that are around you, your friends and stuff. And and it's hard to, we have to be able to understand, like, the need. And, you know, when you're more open, I've, I've learned that when you're more open with who you are in Christ. Yes. I'm not saying that it's a 100% easy, but it's easier. Yes. Because you close certain doors. Yes. When people know that you are unapologetically who you are in your faith. And a lot of times we try to hide that. But if we were more open with who we are, especially in college, if I were more open with who I was or I who I... I would have found community. I would have found community. Yeah. And I didn't find that till later. There was a community of believers mm. on campus that didn't wear the skirts like maybe my sisters ah. wore. But they were devout. Correct. They served the Lord and they were holy. Yeah. And I And I... Would have found that. I found it later, like I said, but and they didn't they didn't look like me. They had a necklace on at the time and I didn't mm-hmm. wear necklaces. Mm-hmm. So to me they were like, Oh, you know, these are the Cristianitos. Yeah, you know? yeah, claro. But they were so 
they loved the Lord. Right. And I could have benefited so much from that community. Yeah. And um, I want to fast forward to 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 my um, my sophomore and junior year. You know, I was I was I was I was struggling a bit. I was struggling, but where I really started to struggle was my senior year. Mm. My senior year got dark for me because my senior year I became an orientation leader. And so you were I, an OL? Yes. Stop it right now. I, was an OL. I planned orientation. <laughs> I loved Yo, it. It yeah. was one of the best. I wish I had done it before. Got, somebody has to do a, a study of the pipeline between orientation leader to worship leader. Because there has to be a connection. <laughs> there has to be a connection. Ha- that so level many. of enthusiasm. Yes. Or like a youth pastor. So you many. gotta be an OL yes. and then be a youth pastor. You have to, because like it's Wow, that's crazy how yeah, similar. It, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, I was I was continue, an OL. Continue. I was an OL leader or, or an OL. Um, my senior year, first time I ever done it. And with the incoming class, this was the largest freshman incoming class and the most diverse freshman incoming class we'd ever had. And everyone knows who you are when you're an OL. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows all the new students know who you are. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Snapchat was super popping. Ah. It's like, Snapchat's kind of <laughs> dead now. But Snapchat back then, Snapchat used to get people into trouble. Yeah, you had to have the streaks going. Oh, my God. The streaks used to get me in trouble. The, we had a community snap that we would post. It was called the Wingate Snap. Like, so you know how you could post to like yeah, public yeah, snap yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. So we have them for the school. And the whole school was posting snaps up to there. Ah. So we would. that's how everybody got to know each other. Because my school was big, but not big. It was a smaller university gotcha. compared to the other ones. So I was posting on that, and I would do a lot of funny videos and a lot of skits. Ah. And I would post them to that. Yes. And so everybody started knowing who I was. And people were, like, adding me to my snap. I had a huge snap following just with the school alone. Right. So I started to get... Humble brag. Yep, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> humble brag. I can't be Snapchat. I can't flex that. But I had become... I had started to get very popular. I had started to get known by everybody, and I and I was always that funny guy that everybody like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's Nate! And I knew people from all cliques, like the like like the artsy people, the the jocks, the like. I knew everybody. Yeah. And so it became hard to like because I like you said earlier, it became addicting that notoriety. Oh, absolutely. That the way that people just loved you so much, and you were like, I want to keep this image up it feels i want to it feels powerful good. feels good that you know that you can you can come into a room and take over that room and it was a lot it's almost as if you were meant to be influential yes but the, but the enemy <laughs> come on turned it into influencing people away from the lord yeah instead of you leading them to the yeah to, to absolutely the lord. and i think that i i went through 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 something similar where mm-hmm. i felt the amount of influence, and not to not to be like, ah, I swear my influence. Yeah, like no, you. yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, f- feeling the influence that I had, people wanted to be around me. People yeah. did enjoy my personality, yeah. and it was infectious. But it was because I was influential. Absolutely, and 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 I think that a lot of times, like, like you said, that like these are gifts that God has given mm-hmm. you, and the enemy will try to take 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 that into his hands. And so this level of popularity kept growing. This like having all these friends and all these connections, and I kept finding myself growing further and further away from Christ. Mm. I was making way more excuses to to not go home mm. because I was going home to like a Christian home. I just didn't want to be there, and I had made a plan. I had a plan of action. Mm. I was like, "All right, the, my girlfriend that I had at the time, she was serving the Lord, and she had noticed that I was like straying away." My sister in post said that she noticed too. But I was like, all right, I'm going to get her to break up with me 
then I'm going to leave church and I'm going to move on to campus. Oh. I, was, I had a whole plan set. I was like, I'm going to get her to break up with me because I would stop answering her calls and stuff and I would be busy with other people. <laughs> that yeah. is so toxic. Yeah, yeah. It was... Apologize to her right now. Look <laughs> at this camera <laughs> and apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was a long distance. It was a long distance relationship. And I was already not, I was like, you know what I'm right. saying? Not seeing each other. Right. I wasn't answering calls. I would answer and I would like purposefully make her hear all the people that were around me and where I was and stuff. Like, where is he? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Because I had that plan. I was like, I'm going to have a break up with me. I'm going to leave church. I'm going to go. However it is that my mom's going to explode on me, I'm just going to take the L. Right. And I'm going to move on to campus and I am going to go to a party and I'm going to throw down. Like, yeah. I had everything planned. And... But I got so it got so dark for me. I felt so disconnected from God. Hmm. I was the few engagements I was getting, I was faking it so hard. Yeah. And what I thought was making me happy was throwing me into a depression hmm. because I couldn't handle the image anymore. Yeah. And I was miserable. Yeah. I was miserable because I was not doing what my true passion was, which was ministry. I was just so far from God. But then I was miserable because I'm like transitioning and I want to go into this worldly place, but I know it's not the right thing. Yeah. And I was just so, and I get, I was so miserable. And to the point where I started to really fall into, and man, it is so subtle. The devil will just kind of entice you oh. and bring you in. And I lost my virginity in college. Whoa. And that was the lowest I've ever felt. Yeah. I've never felt that low. Like it happened and I was I wanted I literally wanted to die. Yeah. Like I just felt like and what the devil will do is he'll present it to you and then he'll point at you like oh. look what you did. Yeah, Jackie Hill Perry said yeah. uh uh sorry, her husband yeah. uh said Preston he was like, "Oh, the 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 devil will feed will will feed you your idol mm. and then shame you for it." Yes. Yes. And that's what he does. He, he'll 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 Entice you with it, mm -hmm. and then what he'll do is he'll say, "Look what you did." Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Not look what I helped get you. Like look what you did. Yes. And so I and I and I say this because I'm getting to a, a point. We we're talking about not knowing who God is to you. Yeah. The first thing I thought about: I'm the preacher. How could I do this? Mm. Like, how could I fall into this? Like, I'm the guy. I'm the Christian. I'm, God's been talking to me about ministry for years. How could I? How could I fall into this? Because I didn't know who he was. And I went to I went to my closest professor. I went to two people. First, I went to the professor that I trusted the most. And he said, he said, Nate, like you were never called to be perfect. Right. If you could understand that he still loves you. Hmm. And that helped me breathe. Hmm. Right. And I went to this pastor that we had on campus. Excuse me. It was a pastor we had on campus. And I spoke to him. And I sat in there in his office. And this was the, the, the like, we're getting into the culture. This was the, 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 the pastor that my leaders would have said, you don't need to listen I to know, that man. No, no, don't go there. No, uh, no, no, no. Don't listen to him. I went to this pastor because he was, he was a white, uh, 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 one of those kind of non-denominational pastors. Mm -hmm. And I sat in his office and I said, I got to tell you, this was at night. I was like, I messed up. Hmm. And I was like, and you don't understand, like, I'm the guy yeah. like in my city, in my church. Like I'm the guy that everybody says is going to be big in ministry. Yeah. And I made this mistake mm. and I felt so dirty and so far away from God. Yeah. 
And and I was like, you you don't you don't get it. Like I am supposed to help people. I'm not supposed to go this route. And he's like, I need you to take a breath. I need you to understand that he loves you. Yeah. First before anything, he loves you. You are loved and 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 that nothing can change that. Because I thought God hated me. Of course. I thought he hated me. I legit thought he hated me. And I was like, because you know why? Because I fell into this because I was riding the edge as close as I could. Yeah. I was like, let's see how. We how love to tiptoe that line. We love to tiptoe that line. And I was tiptoeing that line forever. Yeah. My entire college life for my senior year, I was just tiptoeing. I was like, how close can I get? How much can mm. I play with fire before I get burned? And I got burned. And I remembered it hurts. Yeah. And so, but he just really was speaking to me and made me feel loved, first of all. And then he provided me perspective. He was like, what needs to change? Hmm. You know, how did we get here? What needs to change that allowed you to get to this place? And, and obviously it was my disconnection. Yeah. I didn't know who God was to me. I didn't, I didn't know who I was without the preacher identity. I didn't know who I, I didn't know. You know what I mean? I was standing on altars telling people, Oh, yeah, God is with you and he loves you. But the moment I messed up, I didn't think he loved me. Right. And I had been in church for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you were regurgitating what you've heard. Regurgitating what I had heard. heard. But once once I had that rude awakening to where I just, you know, it became clear to me like, all right, I'm here, but I'm in this place. But if I can just latch on to Christ, like. This place does not have to be a burden. This place can be a blessing. Absolutely. And I can maintain my identity although I'm here. Yes. Right? I don't have to run from this. Like, I can be here and still be who God has called me to be. David was still David after adultery. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. David was still David after murder. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I don't want to fake. I don't want to be fake. I don't want to do this image. Anymore. No. I don't want to do that. Because I could not, like, survive like that anymore. And I got to, when I was about to, like, make that, even after all that happened, like, I still was in a struggling season. And, like, right right when I had that conversation, like, winter break came, but we went to an event. And this preacher, he, because my, like, this preacher, uh, he was, so Hector de la Cruz, it was his son. It was his son. And he was like, like the devil, tr- you had planned to leave and the devil tried to br- like pull you out, but I'm not letting you go. And that day, like I had reconciled, like that day, everything mm. started new for me again. And I, and my second semester of senior year was where I really was able to like get back into that identity of who God says I right. am and who he is to me. Um, but it's just something that we have to understand. Like it's good to get an education if you can go to college. Absolutely. Do it. Please do. You get exposed to so many amazing things. But don't like don't forget to remember who God is to you. Yeah. And in uh, in in my case, what I thought was rebellion was a cry for help. Come on. Right? So for those that are actively planning your rebellion, what you're doing is letting God know just how much you need him. Yes. It's what you're doing is yes. begging the spirit to actually come through for you because after I started doing exactly what I wanted, exactly what I was told not to do, I soon came to realize that it was not fulfilling whatsoever and that I actually was hating the person that I was becoming because I found out that what my mom was talking about was true. Yeah. There is an alcohol problem in my family. 
there is some, because the moment that I had any type of stress, I would take sippy cups with wine to class. Yeah. I was in a so I feel bad for that professor. I'm so sorry, <laughs> professor, because I was so annoyed by your class that I would take sips of wine. I'm so dead. Every time you said something that me- that that just messed me up. Right. No, but I and it was becoming a problem right before my eyes. Yes. And I wasn't being uh, uh, careful enough as I should have been. But what it really was was a cry for help, yeah. because the moment I rem- I will never forget this. It's my it's my spring semester senior year. Funny how, how that works out. <laughs> and I'm back home and I'm in my house. I'm like in my mom's apartment. And uh, this pastor happens to be visiting. And the pastor says, I hope that you had your fun running. Wow. Because I hope that now you've learned everything you needed to learn. Wow. Because you did not stop the purpose. Praise God. And you did not stop what I've had for you. It actually starts now. Praise God. And it was from that moment that I realized that what I had been doing for that time was really screaming out to the heavens, God, I really need you to show me who you are. Necesito ver tu rostro. Absolutely. I need to know you. Yeah, uh, 100%. 100%. And I and and we'll um we'll get ready to close. I think the best one of the best things that could ever happen to me was going to school, going yeah. to college because now those experiences that I've had have most of most of what I, you know, talk to young people about when they need advice or mentor whatever is like is from these experiences that I had. Again, I'm not saying go out there and do some bad stuff so you can be oh, able to help yeah. somebody. That's no, not what no, I'm no. saying. I'm saying that, like, you know, whatever you did mess up in, God has the, like, give God the opportunity to turn that into a testimony. And to this is a glory. cautionary tale. Yes, it, exactly. This is exactly. what I wish I would have known before was that all I needed to do was seek him to actually find out who he was. Absolutely. And I would have avoided all of this heartbreak. Yes. Avoided yes. all this time lost. Yes. Right? I always say I'm not as far as I wish that I could have been because of the time that I spent trying to find it out for myself and if i just had allowed him to really fulfill his purpose in me i probably would be somewhere else i i it's crazy how similar our yeah i can't tell you how many times i've said that exact phrase yeah i am not i've i've felt like i could have been somewhere else had i not spent that time in that area I could have reached other things there were long-term effects to the decisions i made absolutely there were long-term effects but had I had I not been there, you know, and that's what we're trying to get at. And so we encourage you to if you are going to college, if you are in college, you know, learn like know who God is to you. Keep yourself grounded. Um, if you're thinking about it, I'm biased. I think you should go. Absolutely. Go. You should even try it. If you don't know what you're going to study, try it. Yes. Because I learned so many things that were benefits to me for the rest of my life, you know, and 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 in this society. You need a degree, and in this economy, in this economy, <laughs> the Please way things <laughs> the way things are going, you need a degree, absolutely. Because and now, even what they're telling people now, because I have a bachelor's, you have a bachelor's, I have a bachelor's. What they're telling people now is get your master's, absolutely. Because that's where the money. But the is devil now. is a liar. The yeah. devil is a liar. I don't want to like square that. <laughs> but that is like if you can do because that yeah. is now where the real money is, absolutely for the middle class people. Like that's you know what I mean. So. The more education, the better. If you can, do it. Um, I hope you benefited from this conversation. We we like to talk. I, I know. Can see that. What are we, like an hour 15 right now? 
54 minutes? Oh, that's good. Yeah. I thought we were much farther. I, I was we like, were, dang, uh, we've been talking for three good hours. God. Good God. But, yeah. um, man, great conversation. I want to thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your disposition, like, to be here and to just kind of have this conversation. Because I know that it's conversations that people need to hear, you know? Yeah. And not to be cliche, but I think it's conversations that aren't being had. Absolutely. At least in our realm of, of influence, in our sphere, they're not, it's the conversations that aren't being had. So I know a lot of people watching this are either going into that season of college and they're going to be able to have this information or they're there right now and they're like, oh my God, I didn't know other people were dealing with what I'm dealing yeah. with. You know, And if you do find yourself in that place where you've reached a dark place and you feel far away from God, he loves you and he is there. And if you cry out to the Lord, he will listen, he will hear you. And I encourage you to get around people that are that are with the same goals as you Amen. right you know so um yes thank you for coming thank you for coming no thank you thank you for watching and uh i encourage you to share this with a friend share this with somebody and we will see you next week for part two for our next episode hey. which i'm so excited to get into that conversation so god bless you guys and we'll see you later <laughs>